This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Boyce, and today's guest is Sal Grover, who is an erstwhile screenwriter who has been working on an application called Giggle that is specifically for females to connect with one another, share their experiences, and you know, communicate across differences. When it came to light that she made an application that was exclusively for females, she became targeted as non-inclusive, which is kind of what exclusive means, but non-inclusive has a certain moral uh, weight to it now because the category of woman has expanded and the category of man hasn't. In this interview, we talk about her life as a woman, the development of this application, and the ways in which media has been shunning her because this exclusively female space doesn't jive with the ascendant ideology of inclusion. So it was a wonderful conversation. I know you're going to like it. And without further ado, here is Sal Grover. Screenwriting is an interesting uh, occupation. What's the uh, what's the entry in, in outro of that uh, career for you? Well, I was, so I moved from Australia to Hollywood at 24. I finished my, I submitted my master's thesis in philosophy and nine hours later I was on the plane and kind of made the mistake in the sense that I'm one credit short from actually having that complete master's degree because there was one <laughs> class in it. It was a core subject in the degree and like, you know, everyone had to do it. And it was just like how to write an essay. It was so just these stupid courses that they would make you do. I was so disinterested in it and I just did no work in it and I failed it by like 2% because I just, there's some things I didn't do and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And so that I got in a lot of trouble for that, but, and I've now passed like the nine or 10 year time where I could like do the class and just make up for it. But I submitted my thesis. I'm like, I don't care. And it was my second master's degree and I was really only doing it. So I didn't have to get a real job. Oh, okay. I did journalism before that. Okay. I just did, I did film journalism and then philosophy. So I'm skilled for nothing, but I just kept doing these sort of degrees so that I, yeah, didn't get trapped. I knew I wanted to go and write. So basically I, I organized, like I was moving to LA straight after submitting my thesis. Whoops. And my parents said that they wouldn't support me for one year. Because I'm Australian, so I had to sell something to get a visa to be able to live there permanently and earn money. So I had to leave the country every three months, blah, blah, blah. So I'd like go on these little jaunts for a weekend somewhere and come back. And I did it. I did it actually in 14 months. But by the 12-month mark, it was so close that I was like, oh, please don't make me give this up right now. So I sold my first I, sold, I actually sold a book that was never published, but I sold it to Working Title as a TV show. And it got me signed to WME and I got managers out of it. And then a few months later, sold my first screenplay. And so getting, I found getting into the industry quite easy. Once I was in the industry, nightmare. Complete oh, really? Nightmare. Yeah, okay. complete nightmare. 
complete nightmare. I mean, this was what, 2000, by the time I was in it, what, 2010, 2011. Oh. Which is very much before sort of Me Too world and everything. And I... So it was Me Too world then? Oh, completely. Okay. Completely. And I had two male agents and two male managers. And I would tell them stuff that was happening. And they'd be like, do you want, do you want, do you want to sell the script? I'd be like, I don't want to be there anymore. Like, I had this one particular meeting where as like the guy sat on the couch with me in the general meeting, which I found weird because he usually sit on the other side, but he was just like had a really weird vibe about him. But, you know, you're like, ignore it, be professional. And it took me a while to work out what was happening as well, because, and I think this is part of the interesting thing I to bring to the conversation. I was raised to be quite gender blind in the sense that I was not raised like you're a girl, you can only do this. It was like, use your brain, have an opinion, stand up for yourself. So when I got there, I had no idea what was happening in the most misogynistic part of the world. And hmm. I, for a while, I was like, oh, am I just not good enough? And then I, then this particular time where it clicked, this guy, as I was leaving, he put his hand down my pants and said, you look great in skinny jeans. And I walked away. And he'd, he'd basically been flirting throughout the whole meeting. And I was so shocked like that. Did that just happen kind of thing? But he wanted a script for me. He wanted me to write a script on spec and then he would take it straight to the studio. And so I called my agents and managers and said, this is what's just happened. And they were like, he wants a script. Go wow him with a great script. And I was like, I never want to be in a room with him ever again. So I didn't write it. He was unprofessional. Hmm. Wow. So it starts to affect your career and your rep reputation. And I stayed for eight years and it was got to the point for the last about 18 months, I physically couldn't write. Like I would have all the ideas, all the stories in my head. And as soon as I would sit down to put a pen to paper on my screen, I couldn't formulate them on the page. I just, I couldn't. And I since learned, like I went to therapy eventually about it, that it was sort of a survival thing because in my, my instinct was you write this sexual harassment and assault. So I was just stopping myself, but it was my livelihood. So I was panicking. I was got up I mean, for a long time, I was running out of money. And then I just had none. And I was just like, what, what, what am I going to do? And I refused to give it up. I was like, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to win against this. And in the end, I was just like, I, I just, I'd lost all love and respect for it. Because I was always just like, I'm just writing movies here. Like, we're not curing cancer. Like, this is pretty indulgent profession. And so then... When it was my mum and I got the idea for Giggle, my anger went away because I'd always written screenplays that were like about like strong yet flawed independent women, mm -hmm. usually end up with the guy, had always had something to say, whether it was like I would write about like the stud versus slut mentality or just like the fact that hmm. um, I'd write a lot of, yeah, but like using your voice and things like that, blah, blah, blah. And so when I, when we, sort of started developing Giggle, I realized that what I really wanted to do was sort of to have a voice in, I suppose you would say feminism, although I, I don't particularly love labels, but I was like, I can do this. I'd this is much nicer for me. Like I would rather spend my time being like, okay, how do we empower women in Africa? How do we give them access to the rest of the world? How do we give them a voice? That's much more interesting to me than okay. this bullshit. Well, that bullshit. And then what frustrates me now is that 90% of my time is taken up with the trans stuff. So you ran away from men only to be uh, confronted <laughs> <Yeah>. by <it. laughs> 
it's like well at least instead of trying to get into your pants they're trying to wear your pants and i'm (laughs) kidding i'm really sorry uh if that was transphobic but (laughs) right no i am at like i i'll say this when we were developing giggle i didn't know about all of this stuff it hadn't reached australia yet it's only now just coming here and they're okay. very silently trying to push things through. There was a law in Victoria that was it's essentially been passed. It's gone to the upper whatever to be approved. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can't, you're not, that you're, it's illegal and punishable by either a large fine or up to 10 years in prison to pray for somebody, like to use prayer as a way to help someone through gender identity. Uh, yeah. Like in the privacy of your own home or? Yes. And yes, or in a church. And it doesn't have to be, it can be anyone and you can anonymously report somebody. Like this is, this is thought crime. This is utter thought crime. And the other day I'm reading this article and I was getting so angry and I'm walking around like the giggle office and I'm going like, fuck you for making me defend prayer. That's the most offensive part of this. (laughs) There's... Nothing quite um, conservatizing as this particular movement, especially when it comes to violating the rights of women and uh, the way in which children are being treated. By like, because I would consider myself to be like so liberal. My dad and I have fought for years because he thinks I'm too liberal, and I'm he's very center, just to the right, but a little bit further than me. But now I'm like, fuck it. Sorry, guys. Like, hmm. I mean, I still like I'm universal health care. I'm anti-gun. I'm pro-choice. I'm, uni- I'm pro-universal basic income. I'm pro-cap, like individual wealth cap of a billion dollars. Like, you, I can't get more liberal. I just yeah. don't think children are born in the wrong body. And it's not that mm-hmm. I don't think it. I know it doesn't happen. There's zero evidence. Like, and I'm just, I'm pro-free speech. And that's just, that's not happening. There was this uh, TV show. Um, I didn't finish the whole series, but while it was, the first few seasons were excellent. Uh, 30 Rock, Tina Fey's Mm -hmm. show. And there was this boyfriend, her reactionary boyfriend, I think his name was Duffy or something like that. But Mm -hmm. he said, it was a joke at the time of, he said that he was... uh, fiscally social and uh socially conservative or fiscally liberal. Yeah, it, was like, it was like it was like the opposite of what everyone yeah. used to say yeah, everybody always, used, yeah but we're now everybody's like becoming this particular <laughs> movement it's forcing everybody yes. to become socially conservative and conservative, fisc- yes. even if they're fiscally yeah no i mean liberal. that's the thing because i mean it comes down to like i don't deny anyone any human rights but I just personally, like if I just take one thing that's happened in the last week, which is in Scotland, just sort of having a thing where, you know, you can, you know, that say a trans woman can examine a female rape victim and females are going like, look, we we want to be able to have the right to choose if it's a male or a female who we want. And I just don't think that's a human right Hmm. to say like it, if you've been raped and you go to the hospital, you have to accept the gender identity of your doctor. I just think there's something that there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And it's not to diminish those people or anything. It's just that in that time, 
I don't, I can't imagine anyone wanting to know your pronouns or anything like that. It's just, can we just focus on the, on the thing? And, and you shouldn't also have to make a law that it's only females examine females. No, let's just have choice. Mm. But just don't get in trouble if you make the choice of wanting a female. Mm. So I just I make, think of all the different human rights we could be fighting for. It just seems quite low on the list to me. Mm-hmm. 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 But one of those things where females go like, at the same time, for us, it is quite important. Like in Scotland, one of the centres that was fighting for it um, was saying like, at the end of the day, we just don't have enough female examiners to cover the amount of females that are raped. And I'm like, well, that's, that's an argument, isn't it? Hmm. Not an argument I'd make, but okay, hire more females. I... Mm-hmm. Or let's focus on stopping rape. That's really the issue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all of this stuff just, I wish that we didn't have to have to focus on it so much. And if it was just Twitter trolls who were doing it, we wouldn't. But it's adults in the room who have adopted, adopted it. And you've got Amnesty International, the U- UN Women is adopting it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you'll have the UN Women um, organization one day post um, something on Twitter about how, you know, don't question who's in your bathroom, just accept it. You don't know as much as they know. And then the next day post something about how in Africa, they are fighting to get female only spaces like bathrooms because it improves education. It improves society in general. And it's like, well, these, these are in direct conflict with each other. Mm. And so we have like, we, we're just going to keep fighting if we don't actually just acknowledge that there is a really obvious solution. Create trans women only spaces. Mm-hmm. Or it's sports, not other- perhaps. Yes. It's not othering. It's not, it's not to diminish. It's to go, you have specific needs. Like we all have specific needs. Here is a place for your specific needs. To me, that's the total, that's just, that ends the debate. Well, speaking of that, and backing up from this topic, mm-hmm. which you swore you didn't want to t- talk about. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> which, which it's a very pertinent topic, but insofar as what you're trying to do, which I, I would like you to explain, mm-hmm. is to create a female-only space online. Yes. And yes. so what's the, what was the inception of the idea of this mm-hmm. giggle thing? Okay. So I'll go from the beginning. It was actually like, so when I first left Hollywood, because I needed to get out of the toxicity of everything. I actually Mm -hmm. first, rather than coming back to Australia, I first went to New York because one, I had always wanted to live there, but it was, you know, away from LA, but still there's industry there. So I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was giving it up. And when I got there, I was, you know, on all of the normal apps looking for just a room to rent. And I got a lot of like, oh, you can live here if you walk around naked. Um, or do you need a boyfriend as well? And I was just like, can there be one thing where there is no sexual harassment? Just just one thing that I do. Hmm. Well, just having to acknowledge that sort of stuff, just having to deal with the bullshit of it. And so in the end, I actually um, found an apartment with three other girls and it was the most fun living situation I've ever had. I'd never lived with three girls like that before. And we were all like in really different professions and we didn't actually socialize outside of the house with each other. We all had our own lives, but we would come back every day and laugh, cry, support each other, 
have the dirtiest conversations as girls do when we're all together. And we just, we learned so much and like, and just, it was so supportive and amazing. And we didn't all, like, it wasn't all perfect all the time. We didn't all get along perfectly or anything, but it was like, it was real life. And it was just, it was empowering and all of the good things. So eventually when I did end up coming back to Australia, because I still, I still needed to have, you know, therapy and all that sort of stuff. While I was doing that, and I was learning about, you know, reconnecting and trusting and everything again, my mum and I would talk all the time about it. And she was just, she was my mum who said, why don't we do something um, like a roommate app for, that's female only? And I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea. So that just when you're looking for a room to rent, whichever city you're in, you could have the choice to just, you know, if you want to live with a girl, you want to be safe, blah, blah, blah. And then when we started doing research of, of it and developing what it could be, we sort of were like, well, there's other areas, aren't there? And so we were like, one of the things was freelance work because I dealt with as a writer in the freelance industry. And I very much preferred working for women than for men because they didn't yell at me, <laughs> basically. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, and then we were like, oh, well, what about like, travel accommodation and just sort of kept growing until we were like oh there's lots of different places so why don't we just open it up to all different things and then the word giggle is the collective noun for a group of girls and so when it's not gaggle i always thought it was a gaggle that's women oh a giggle is girls and Mm. but so the reason we went with that is because so when i was looking at it and because we were sort of talking about groups and things like that so i that's why i just i couldn't think of a name and then i went oh okay We'll just go with, I'll just, I just Googled like collective noun. I started with women, but it was gaggle, which is a word, but also it's the collective noun for a group of gay men and the collective noun for a group of geese. So it isn't just ours. And so, <laughs> so then I was like, it's weird. Well, yeah. And then it was like, I'm sort of someone who like casually always is like, you know, like I'm going after girls or whatever. Um, and I was like, we just, and so is my mom. And she just said, well, you know, like you go to lunch with the girls, you have drinks with the girls, you have girl talk, you have all this girl stuff. Like, why don't we just have a girl, like an app for the girls? Because if, no matter what age you're at, you can call someone a girl and it fits. Like, you can say to a, like an 80 year old lady, like, oh, are you going out with the girls? And she'll know what you mean. But mm. you don't say to like a, you know, a 17 year old, like, are you going out with the women? And if anyone says, like, are you going out with the women? I mean, it doesn't sound great, does it? It's not fun. It's not casual. It just sounds creepy. <laughs> so we sort of, So when I saw it was Giggle, I sort of did an eye roll at first. Like, I'm, I did a bit of a, like, of course it is. And then I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cute and fun. And why do we have to shy away from that sort of stuff? Like, I'm not a girly girl. I don't, we even had big debates about whether we would use the color pink until I was like, oh, if we don't use it, it'll be why didn't you? If you do use it, why did you? So I was like, let's just lean in. I don't care. It's just hmm. you understand that something is just for females if you sort of just lean into the female element of it and in a way try to, I suppose, alienate men in a way of going, like what man's going to be like, you know, oh, I'm not going on the giggle pink girls app. Because <laughs> um, that sort of stuff does exist. Um, and so, yeah, I just, we so we sort of landed on giggle and now... Yeah, it's just a place where you can go and have private conversations. Um, and it works like swipe and match, sort of like that dating app style. So it's all, but, so it's all based on like sort of consent and you um, and you can ha- create groups, like micro groups of up to six users. And the algorithm is, is that everybody has consented to be in it. 
I didn't write this algorithm. Interesting. Okay. I'm the vision. <laughs> so, so it started out as something kind of practical, finding roommates, finding freelance yeah. work, but it's moved. But in the conception and then the iteration mm -hmm. of it, it's more of a conversation app or uh, kind of yes. a, a friendship uh, cultivating app. Or, yeah. Or I mean, like I always say one of the things that we sort of, when we were developing it, we talk a lot about is like connecting for a purpose because that's how friendships are made, are formed. Like, Mm -hmm. When you say go on a dating app and you're just looking at pictures, you, it's just completely superficial. It's like, am I physically attracted to that person or not? That's not how we make friendships. And you also don't make friendships just, just by reading someone's profile and going, oh, they seem nice. Because one, you sort of feel a bit, you know, like it's just, it's quite an odd thing to do because how friendships are made in the real world is with a common purpose, whether it's mm -hmm. you're playing tennis together or you both want to, you know, um, fight for you know um regulation of water in michigan or something you know it so mm -hmm. it comes from a purpose and then you just from that purpose you know friendship develops so we sort of took that what happens in real life and put it on an app interesting are those small six those micro groups are they called mm -hmm. covens <laughs> and they're called giggles Oh, okay. Oh, they're, they're, okay. They're, That's they're, the whole thing. Okay, That's why okay. like, when some people have gone after me about the name, I'm like, but it's a double entendre. It's literally what the app does. Like it's not, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So some people love it. Some people, you know, I've had like some people say, you know, I don't love the name and I'm like, yeah, you're saying that on Twitter. Well, I, there was something that, uh, when, when we were doing a precursory, uh, you know, DM conversation about this that, yeah. that struck me as very interesting was that this allows for women all over the world yes. to connect with women all over the world. So mm -hmm. in a way, it um, it detaches us from, you know, our, our own situation and gives us access mm -hmm. to, let's say, somebody in a completely socioeconomic uh, strata of the world. Yeah. And that allows for, let's say, the, the sub-Sahara Africa women mm -hmm to uh, learn from, get resources from, uh, or mm -hmm. exchange wisdom uh, yeah, exactly. from, from, you know, first world country kind of. Yes. And for them to give their wis wisdom to the women of first world countries as well. I mean, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have users in um, all over Africa, actually, all over the Middle East, South America, Central America. Our biggest mm -hmm. demographics are obviously um, the US, Canada, UK, um, India is our fourth biggest demographic, which oh, is interesting. Okay, yeah, and one of um, one of the reasons we made it a mobile app rather than doing a website or anything, and we've got an update coming, which I'll talk to you about in a second. That we still stuck with the mobile app is that women in developing countries have increasing access to smartphones because okay. say Android is just making amazing, like very like very affordable. Smartphones is also like, I mean, Apple does it as well. They are, they, they're making, they're giving them, they're making sure yeah. um, different people have them. Whereas women don't have access to say like a laptop or a computer. Mm -hmm. So having- And, and if they do, that's more of a shared item or more yeah. accessible to somebody else. A phone you can yeah. keep in your pocket, keep on your person. Exactly. And it's like, it's sort of, yeah, it's with you at all times. Like we- want to yeah have you know if you well, just on the go if you need someone to talk to them you can just pull out your phone and you can talk to somebody and so we have the feature that we have that's launching very soon and i can't give a date because coders don't, don't that way don't do it just say soon and then put it's that soon. trademark symbol after it that's yeah it's just yeah. soon 
Um, like, I mean, I, I would have hoped now, but it's just, it, they're, they're building such a beautiful thing and it's, I don't want to interrupt, but where it's called Giggle Talk and it's a female feed slash forum. It works both ways um, where you can have a public voice and sort of post your opinions and mm-hmm. interact in a public forum without the misogynistic abuse and censorship that is found on mm-hmm. other public mm-hmm. feeds and forums. Yeah. Um, and this, it's funny in the sense that I started creating this a, quite a while ago um, before, say, Reddit um, had started shutting down some women's subreddits. Yeah. Um, and before Twitter really started cracking down on, you know, sort of like you can just say the word woman and you can get in trouble at the moment. So when this sort of started happening, I was like, oh, just be patient, just be patient. Um, mm. it's, mm-hmm. You know, it just, mm-hmm. just takes time, especially with mobile apps. They're, they're, they take longer to create than websites. Yeah. So one problem with uh, internet communication is the mm-hmm. echo chamber effect or mm-hmm. the uh, even, uh, I mean, I guess cancellation culture or the mm-hmm. cancellation effect is kind of... Uh, kind of a twin factor in, in the echo chambering of, of policing discourse and stuff like that. How do you disencourage groupthink? Um, or what are your thoughts on that, of, of yeah. keeping people open to communicating mm-hmm. different ideas and disagreeing, especially mm-hmm. when you have people who, uh, just for instance, on your app, who are very conservative, very Muslim, let's say, or, or in mm-hmm. completely different non-liberal cultures, yeah. um, who have pretty strong views about uh, gender roles, for example. How do you yes. encourage that exchange of information across those ideological lines? Okay, so with how the app sort of is going to evolve, there's going to be two sides of it. There's the private side of it, which exists at the moment, and the public side of it. Now, with the private side of it, you're pretty much going to be most of the time connecting, not so much just in an echo chamber, but more for support or conversation about a specific topic or purpose. So whether that's an echo chamber or connecting for a purpose, that's, I mean... yeah. For someone to decide. But in the public side of it, how we've designed Giggle Talk is that rather than having people follow each other, we have a main feed which equalizes everybody's voice. Everybody can see what everybody posts, but it's the forum side of it comes into because of the hashtags that we use. Everything's got a title and you can click on the hashtags and then you can go and see what people are saying about that specific topic. So, mm-hmm. um, with it, you are the moderator of your own feed in the sense that if you if there's someone that you just keep seeing, you can block them and you won't see their posts anymore. Um, but because you're not following people specifically, so it's, it's chronological, um, and we, we do have like popular hashtags, so the most frequently used ones and the most popular conversations in terms of the conversations that have gotten the most discussion out of them. But everyone's um, equal and it's chronological, so... It doesn't have an echo chamber in that respect. You're just going to read and see what people are, what like, other women are saying. Mm-hmm. Because I, I agree, I I don't particularly like the echo chamber that exists. And one of I found something really interesting. So up until about twelve months ago, first of all, I never tweeted. I didn't tweet until I needed to because I had to defend lies that were being told about Giggle. Um, but I I read. Twitter every day. Um, I liked it for news. And I also, I, I love a good 
funny Twitter person. Um, and all of the people that I followed were really to the left. Then when I started getting into this sort of, um, I don't, I would say, I don't like saying gender debate. I say women's rights debate. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I started following different people. The echo chamber completely shifted. So I, I still follow the same other people, but it, I suppose because of what I'm interacting with more, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it's completely taken over. So now I have to seek out like those other views. I still want to see them. Like I, you know, I, if I'm not American, obviously, if I was, I would be a Democrat if I was to vote there. Um, and so there was like some really interesting voices, you know, about politics that I, I really enjoy and respect. I do have one thing to say about that, though, that I would really like to. There was this one particular Twitter guy that I followed for years. Um, Julius Goat is his Twitter handle. He's a writer. And I always found him to be really smart and really nice um, with his, and like quite fair with his political discourse and funny. And he would always just, how he would phrase things or how he would like, you know, yeah, work stuff out. I always found really enjoyable. Hmm. And a few months ago, there was something in the women's rights thing I just commented on. And suddenly I get a notification that he has commented, like responded to me. Now I've never interacted with him before. I just followed him. He didn't follow me, nothing. So I was kind of like, oh, like this, I'm a huge fan of this person. I'm excited to see what they say. Called me a turf and blocked me. Okay. Yeah. And I was, I still am. Sometimes I think about it and I'm so, I was so kind of devastated um, by it because I think, and I think it's what a lot of women are feeling at the moment is that you can have quite specifically a man that you really intellectually respect who will then turn around and say something that is so derogatory and misogynistic to you. It makes you feel very on edge of like, hang on, is everyone, how, who, does everybody think this way? Is everybody against women? And now they're so excited they get a way to express it hmm. without getting called out on it. And so that's why I think in a way that some women do want to listen to and, and hear the opinions and, and talk to other women because you take away that fear. And women have all of these amazing opini opinions and insights and, hmm. you know, extreme intelligence about you know, politics or history or society, whatever you, you want. Um, hmm. And just to have, be able to listen to it in a forum where it's not, you're not sitting there on the edge of your seat going, okay, who's going to slide in here and call this person a turf? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one slur that's still acceptable, even in headlines in media, it sounds Well, like yeah, it. there's, yeah. The, how does one, to extrapolate from your experience, and pardon mm -hmm. me if you don't want to talk about this, but no, cool. I think it's very pertinent for the Giggle app or mm -hmm. just talking about women. How does one process the type of attention that you've expressed you've received from men Se sexual mm -hmm. attention and the misogynistic attention mm -hmm. how do you process that and not end up just writing off men um oh, is that well, not a temptation I, and and how do you avoid yeah, that totally okay one using like using an app 
to express yourself isn't real life, is it? It's it's a refuge. That's one of the ways I've always ex- described Giggle. It's a refuge. Even if you spend eight hours a day on there, you're still dealing with men. Women do occasionally need a break. <laughs> we just do. It is why we have girls' nights and things like that. And But also yeah. guys need a break. It's why guys have guys' nights or, like, you know, yeah. play different games or, like, you know, whatever it is. It's really healthy. Um I, I definitely am not a, a man hater or anything like that in any way, shape or form. I think that's why it upsets me when a man that I really respect turns around and does something that is really misogynistic because like, say with the Julius Goat character, um, A.R. Moxon is his actual pen name, whatever it is. Um, it dis- I, I dismiss everything else. I'm like, because now I'm going to see it through the prism of his misogyny. And he's just, mm. he did that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't have to go and call me a Turk. I, I'd never interacted with him. I wasn't challenging him on anything. He okay. went out of his way to do it. And that's the stuff that bothers me. If you're having a debate with somebody and it gets quite heated and say like a woman could be rude to you, it does happen. Like not, I would never sit here and say women are these perfect <laughs> creatures. Like a lot of us can like, you know, we can give as good as we get in an argument but we have to overcome being women to be heard. Men don't have that. And so when you sort of, you know, you, you sort of can in some way respect the, like, w- what a man is saying and you, like, you listen to him and agree and go, yes, cool, cool, cool. And then you just find out that he's going to slip in some misogyny to you. Mm. Even like the other day, like, I'm not saying like I'm a Joseph Epstein fan or whoever he is, but just like the Jill Biden thing. It's like, there's real issues in the world. Shut up. Oh, with the, the, the guy doctor. who wrote the curmudgeony article about the, yeah. using the title of doctor. The doctor. It's just like, there's actual real problems in the world. You are wasting time, space, and energy on even talking about that sort of stuff. Yeah. She has a PhD. Get over it. Could you like unpack uh, or unravel why turf is a misogynistic slur? Yes. So in a way, it wasn't originally created as one. It was created by a woman. It was a writer, a feminist writer. Um, was she a, more... a turf? So she was defining it from no. the outside. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, no. Um. And for but, those who don't know, TERF is an acronym of Trans Exclusionary Radical yes, Feminist. Yes, but there's also, I've seen it popping up lately, um, TER, just Trans Exclusionary Radical. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just for, for all of those, like, just misogynists out there who are like, hey, I'm no feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Trans Exclusionary Radical. Like, we must be inclusive. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, so mm. it, it has been picked up. I don't know exactly the moment that somebody actually would know better than me about the exact moment that it was picked up um, to be a slur. It was definitely by the trans activism lobby that, that turned it into one. And why I label it as a slur, if it was just a descriptive word that was used, be like, okay, that's fine. I don't. Because it could be, it could actually be just a descriptive. Acronym. I use it sometimes uh, in yeah. non-slur. Context. Yeah, like you can, you you can use it in that context. 
but there's just memes and constant things of just shut up turf go kill yourself yeah okay that's when you're doing it like that you're it's you've laced it with a slur it well how did how do you think that these uh probably very liberal men I don't think that they intentionally are being misogynistic. Something, it seems like it crept into their brains that this is something that. Yeah, I could see what I know what you mean in the sense that, like, if you actually don't know what's going on, yeah, you can think that it's just people being mean. Like, I didn't, I didn't know to the extent of what was happening until earlier this year, when I started doing some research. I was told by both sides to educate myself. So I did. And about three minutes in, I went, oh, okay. Mm. Um, And actually, Buck Angel, who I love, and he did a great interview the other day, and he said the the problem that has arisen is the self-ID. If if the self-ID didn't happen, we probably all wouldn't be having as much of a problem as we're having. And it's so true. It's the fact that you... There are laws being pushed that you could suddenly go, I'm a woman, I can't question that. If I find you in a space that I would say that you're not supposed to be in, I can be told I'm committing a hate crime. Mm -hmm. That's really scary. Like how, you know, just in Victoria, there is stuff about prayers and Mm -hmm. not with gender ideology, which I just find it so odd. No one would ever make like a, a law saying you can't pray to cure someone's cancer or something it's just like a normal thing to do or even even uh you know change to becoming a christian you know uh, yes, from from a different even like or atheism isn't or isn't thoughts and prayers the things that politicians send out most of the time well i mean conservative politicians but yeah i don't no, know the but, makeup of victoria's uh, oh political. it's it's, it's <laughs> so i would like, argue half your parties argue, have socialism in their name don't they <laughs> Yes, but I would I would argue that the Victorian government is sort of verging on like an authoritarian. Yeah. Just, like sort of, they're it's trying. very it's very very interesting that you guys have so much right um, with the ways that yes. you take care of your population mm-hmm. and so much that's super scary about the Orwellian nature yeah. uh, that's creeping in on top of that, which kind of justifies the. Um, very libertarian American stance of less government, the better. Like, even if they're not taking care of us, at least they can't tell us what to do. Right. So totally. Like I remember, this is such like a minute thing, but I remember when I got to America, I found it so liberating that I didn't have to wear a helmet while riding a bike because (laughs) here you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always hated that. Um, (laughs) I just think if I want to, like, I'm always just like, I bought, like I have a bike helmet, which I bought, for like ten dollars, it's helping nothing. It is decorative. Like mm. my skull's getting cracked through that piece of plastic, <laughs> no matter what happens. The best it Sub, will save me subdermal from subdermal hematoma or die. Yeah. That's my flag. Yeah. But it's like the only thing it's saving me from is like a hundred and fifty dollar fine. That's it. Mm. So mm. it's just stupid. I, I'm very much libertarian in that sort of respect. Like when I was studying philosophy. My hmm. um, favorite philosopher was John Stuart Mill. Like I loved the harm principle okay. that you can basically do whatever you want so long as it doesn't harm another person. And I've been thinking a lot about it lately because because of this, how everyone is now saying like that harms me or that makes me feel unsafe. That one of, the, I think one of the greatest sort of philosophies ever created 
is sort of becoming yeah. possible. Yeah, it's, it's hijacked. It, yes. I noticed that very early in my investigation into the social justice, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, intersection. Yeah. There's all these names, and they, you can argue about the names, but you know the movement I'm talking about yes. is that yes. the harm principle is what's hijacked. The liberal yes. uh, thoughts, liberal, yes. uh, basic, the, the core liberal, classical liberal values are yes. basically do no harm um, and, yeah. and allow whatever to happen. So if you can redefine harm, you can control everybody. Exactly. Because everybody's wired on a very deep level to avoid yeah. harming somebody. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, so, for example, like I've, uh, like I've always like applied that to sort of anything that I've ever done. But it's hard to like, say something with giggle where someone will say, "Well, you're literally harming trans women because the trans women can't uh, giggle is for females." And I've said, mm. "Well, I'm I'm not literally harming trans women. First of all, and second of all, there is." an app for trans people. It's called Taimi, T-A-I-M-I. -T -T -I -I. And it doesn't get any of the hate that Giggle gets. It exists. It's a social network. There's mm. dating on it. There's like um, like a feed sort of forum sort of thing. And it's LGBTQ+, but huge emphasis on trans. I think that is fantastic. I think it's great to go and spend some time with your tribe because even this goes back, back to the echo chamber, just because you say spending time with people who have some real similarities to you doesn't necessarily mean that you're in an echo chamber. Like, I know this from experience. You get a group of women together. We don't all agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, you only have to get three of us in a room. And, but one thing that doesn't happen, we don't, we don't threaten rape with each other, which is mm -hmm. really nice mm -hmm. um, thing that we do. And so... Yeah, I just, I think it's great to go and like spend some time with guys. I would be for a male only social networking app. I sort of argue it already exists. It's called 4chan, but um, <laughs> so it just didn't. It was very, didn't very self determined well. male groups. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so I just think that hmm. if you're going to say that not including everyone is literal harm, well, then no one can do anything. Everyone's at a complete standstill because it's impossible to include everyone in everything 100% of the time. Unless, unless there's the oppression Olympics, that's the way that it works out. Whoever can claim to suffer the most, um, which means that you, you, and you have to just trust them. So it has to be a yes. certain identity. So you, you hack the identity, which is whatever you claim, it goes back to self-identification. You identify yourself into the most offended, frail category, yes. then you get to rearrange society. Oh, by hijacking I, the harm principle. I fell down the other day. Um, uh, I don't, is it called like gender wiki or non-binary wiki? Oh. That, I didn't know that existed. It existed because I was Googling what um, xenogender was because I saw it on something and I was like, what the hell is that? And what then I saw that there was this. Is that like this, the xenomorph from Alien? I you can gender yourself remember. that way? I can't like remember. Like two mouths? Who the hell can remember all this stuff? Okay. Like, it's impossible. <laughs> um, that's why they need a wiki. Um, yeah. but, so, but what's so crazy about it is what I do remember from it is it was like it was a term coined by Tumblr user and then whatever their Tumblr handle was. And I'm like, I'm sorry, a Tumblr user? I'm like, actual scientists are being told to shut up over here. Yeah, they're because being kicked words. out of their jobs too. They're to being kicked out of the jobs yeah. because of words created by Tumblr users. <laughs> yeah. With like two vaginas and a penis in their handle. <laughs> yeah. 
like it's just like no like don't me wrong like i all people created equal i'm all for that sort of stuff i'm all hmm. for human rights but there is certain sort of social hierarchies in the sense that like you don't like we know a doctor knows more about medicine than an accountant both esteemed people but we just know one of them knows more about it and why can't we listen to the experts on things mm-hmm. and the people who are obviously not experts need to listen now in a way it is social media that has changed this because now everybody can share yeah. their opinion and in that side of it cool if you're just sharing your opinion everyone is allowed their own opinion i have no problem if you have your opinion that turfs are the worst people on the planet that's fine have your opinion but you don't get your own facts and so that and that should unpack a lot of it mm. mm-hmm. and like you a lot of people no continue sorry, sorry. a lot of people a lot of people like will ask me they'll say like how do you decide who's a female and i'm like well luckily i don't have to make that decision <laughs> i'm not that powerful i'm just i just have an app yeah it, is there is there screening yes then? To, yes. And how does that work? Okay, so we have... Unless that's proprietary. No, you, you have no, no. to send an ovum uh, to your <laughs> offices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Donate your eggs and you're in. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we have a screening process. So to be able to join Giggle, you the first gatekeeping is you take a selfie. And the AI screens the selfie. And all it's actually doing is comparing your picture to millions of other pictures on the internet. Like I didn't create this. This is a plugin software that we license um, that has the algorithm of male or female. It works. We have it set to 95% accuracy and it works. Hmm. Um, occasionally, like it will, every now and then, like I, I would say like one every two weeks, there'll be a guy that gets through it. Um, always like, and sometimes you'll be like, why, why did that happen? But the second gatekeeping is that there's a human behind the scenes watching it at all times. There's no, um, ageism with it. There's no racism with it. There's no like beauty standard element of it at all. Like on the first time I had to test it, I've never been so nervous in my life because I was like, if this fails, <laughs> okay, yeah. it's rude. Yeah. And so, but we've been criticized a lot for that. Um, and it's, it's not facial recognition technology. It's just because it's not like looking at, you know, and recording your face or anything like that. It's just saying, we've got it actually set to saying, is this a male or not? Um, and so there are. Why? I, I just, it astounds me. And this is probably a functioning of my patriarchal uh, ignorance or mm-hmm. something like that. But why do people care? Why are people criticizing you? Why, why are they targeting women? Because I don't think people are that excited about women actually being empowered. I actually have a theory that everything that's happening right now in this women's rights um, sort of scary debate is it's punishment for Me Too. Because there was a little bit of overreach with Me Too. I can criticize it as much as anyone can um, as someone who experienced it. Um, yeah. Like I wrote an article for um, a magazine. I defended Aziz Ansari, for example. I didn't think that was a Me Too situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can like 
I can see when there's situations where it's like, no, 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 there's choices here that can be made. And there was situations where there was no choice given. Um, and I think that one of the things that was, was great about Me Too is it was the first time in maybe a generation that women organized, worked together, and really started making some social change. Um, probably the last time it happened, what, like when we all got credit cards? Um, which incidentally was in like the 70s. Um, but hmm. yeah, so I think that the, I think this is a little bit of punishment because there's some interesting. There's some men where I'm like, like it's they're like gleeful in this of like, oh, finally we can take away some of their rights. And there's some that I'm just like, surely you're just not educated in this. Because if you just actually knew what was happening, there's just, you know, because when I talk to people about it, just normal people in my life and they don't know, as soon as you start telling them the actual details, they're like, oh, of course, this is just ridiculous. This is just dribble. Um I was when we were first talking about Hollywood. I was I wanted to float the opinion or hear your mm-hmm. thoughts on the idea or the supposition that a lot of the wokeness that's being rolled out in Hollywood yeah. is a very surface level penance for me too, or a deflection. Because instead of talking about sexism, now we're talking about racism, right? Yeah, it's perfect. I, I, oh. It would be so interesting to be there right now, in the sense um, because. I would love to explain to some of the people, like, do you get that what you're advocating for now is like in direct opposition to what you were advocating for, like not three years ago? And um, how so? Well, just think if you're saying, well, if you're saying like, like, okay, the easiest one, believe women. Yeah. Well, why can't you believe these women who are saying we would like to have the safety and dignity of having our own bathrooms? or our own sports. Why, why not believe them? But to me, that's hypocritical. It's only believe a certain type of woman. Okay. And, and, and why would they go after you for wanting to be autonomous? It's just so weird that people want to police <laughs> your autonomy. Like, yeah. what the hell is going on here? Well, this is the thing. And then um, one of the other things and that I have discovered is that some of the brightest and best voices that I've been introduced to in this current debate are um, black women and women specifically in Africa, because the women specifically in Africa, these really brave feminists, they are really fighting against a really strong patriarchy that I, I can't fathom. They have really interesting things to say. Then you have say amazing black women who are in the UK and the US and they are fighting against this sort of woke culture. But their voices won't get listened to. And you can have, I, I see it every day, that you will have somebody with Black Lives Matter in their bio or um, their, their, as their name mm. attacking Black women for not thinking the same way as they are. And I'm like, hang on a second. These are just women who have their own thoughts, who have done their own research, and come to their own conclusions. Why aren't you celebrating that? Is it about, because this is just about everybody thinking the same. And that's the same with the gender ideology stuff is that I have some, and and been so inspired by some absolutely amazing trans people who, yes, I agree with um, 95% of the time, maybe sometimes even only 80, but they are attacked. And so it's like, this is not about accepting people for who they are at all. This is about everyone having to think the same way. Mm-hmm. And 
So no, I don't stand for that. I want to just make sure that women have rights and can have a voice. It's pretty simple. I didn't get into this to be part of this debate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, I didn't, I didn't like create giggle as a response to it. I was like, I fought actually initially to have trans women on giggle because I didn't know that there was self ID and that they were causing this, this, the trans um, rights activists trolls were causing so much of the pain on social media who were reporting women just for using the word women. I mean, that's just just absurd. Yeah. Yeah, Very censorious. There's some, there's something incredibly authoritarian in that movement and that trigger word or that keyword of turf allows otherwise very sensible, incredibly intelligent liberal men yeah. to allow the procession of this uh, woman battering, uh, woman slandering movement. To, to, Don't get me wrong. I've had a few female journalists from BuzzFeed call me that as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm um, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Journalists. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're kind of script writers uh, for yeah. the, the woke doctrine. No, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I've had situations here, like it, one of the interesting things of with giggle has been dealing with the media um like i there's a, one of the biggest australian um platform media platforms for women in australia will not come near me when um when the and it really annoys me because say when the jk rowling attacks started happening i'd had that happen to me in february so when everyone started to report on it i know how the australian media works i was like i've got the homegrown angle here i'd like to get this story out I contacted them all. None of them would touch it, but they were all writing articles just saying she has made transphobic remarks and sort of basically she's just getting what she deserves. And I was like, no, you don't understand what's actually happening here. You, if you did, you wouldn't be writing that. And it annoys me because when I would write articles about my experience in Hollywood and me too, they were happy mm-hmm. to print those. Mm-hmm. And so I have a problem with, oh, happy to print articles when, yeah, we're, we're going to just say all men are bad, which I don't believe in. But, oh, if we can make that case and we can make it look that way, yes, we'll hear about your experiences. But if you're going to write articles about this group who's also attacking women, no, they're protected. You can't. Yeah. It, it, when you brought up the UN women earlier, they, mm-hmm. they switch between pro-women uh, <laughs> and then anti-female <laughs> and then anti-male. They, they're very <laughs> misandrous, too. It, it, it's like, who yes, are you really all, serving here? <laughs> sometimes I feel like they've got like two completely different teams and one of them works like Sunday to Wednesday and the other one does like <laughs> Thursday to Saturday and they're just, they don't like each other. Cause I'm just like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Every because other day feminism. That's a, yeah, kind of because what I think it is, this is what I was saying before, but you cannot be inclusive of everybody. You have mm-hmm. to pick a side. You have to, you have to stand for or just advocate for something that that's within no, a certain exactly. limit. Yeah. Exactly. You just, like, you, it's that saying you've got to, Stand for something or you'll fall for anything. So if you're there trying to stand for everything, you just look stupid. You look like you're chasing your own tail. Yeah. Or schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why um, when I, you know, I get it that it's hard. Like in the sense of like with media people, like I get it if you're like, you know, a 30-year-old female journalist working at your dream job and you live alone you don't want to write about this in case you get absolutely attacked. You could lose your job. You could get trolled. It's scary. I get that. 
But at the same time, journalism is about telling the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a fine line. It's like, well, you've got this sort of horrible human behavior that's happening and scaring a lot of people, but you've got to report on that horrible human behavior. At it, the, same it, it, the same thing that has happened to academia has happened to journalism, where yep. where the, the losers gain control and the cowards uh, let them, or cowardice, let's say. People mm -hmm. chose the cowardice route. Mm -hmm. If you look at Abigail Schreier, excellent example of somebody who yeah. just spoke the truth and yes. is getting constantly banned and slandered. Yes. Um, but I she has the character to, to withstand that. Totally. But also like in the banning, the attempt to ban her book, it made it more popular, which yeah. is one of the great things that can happen. It makes it so mandatory like, actually. Well, exactly. Because I mean, I'd already bought it and read it and I love it. I think she's absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. But great writer. it's just, yeah, she's fantastic. But it, it I don't understand how anybody can be on the side of banning a book. I just don't. Like how the ACLU can have their people going like, oh, this is a hill I'll die on. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Like, you know, we throw this, we throw this like, oh, like, there are Nazi around so many times. But like, that's actual Nazism. books. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if, when you, you're going to call me a femme Nazi, I'm like, no, read everything you want. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in yeah. direct opposition to that. Yeah, it, it's really interesting the way that the last probably four years, I think Trump uh, didn't cause it, but really sped it up. Um, I, and I, I'm not being pro-Trump. I'm just saying that Trump empowered this infection to to really move at full bore where people are openly uh, proclaiming like chase strangio yeah they work for an organization that's for civil liberties they're openly proclaiming the stripping of civil liberties that the, yes. those that they don't like um and it's caused a huge shift in the political spectrum that i don't think that we we've really seen the fallout from oh um, i know it's going to last a little longer and I don't, I don't have the solution for it or anything because until it, it, more education, I suppose, I think is one of the big things people need to um, be educated and have able to have that sort of foundation of being inquisitive. I hope that we get back to a time or evolve to a new time, I should say, hmm of yeah, when make that mistake um <laughs> not making anything great again um but evolve to a new time where like you sort of judge people based on their character and their behavior that's yeah. how i was raised it's yeah. how you behave like yeah. so and and you've got to have something to say and you've got to stand for things and just have a good foundation as a human being and have morals and ethics and all these things that's why i just when you're going in you're just defined by an identity i just I just don't care. Even say, as, as I, I think I said, introduced it earlier, like feminism, you could take the label of feminist away from me. I don't care. It wouldn't stop me from fighting for the rights of females. I don't mm -hmm. care about all the stuff surrounding it. I, I don't, I don't care so much about theory. Just what are we doing in practice? Yeah. Because yeah. I, and yeah. there's a place for it 100%, but it's just not how I work. And so like, you know, when there is this like, gender critical or radical feminist like do you that's fine i just think that that's just that an argument can be made that they're similar labels yeah and that might not might be something that doesn't help the cause 
So it seems like your idea, your original idea, was just a place for women to to form friendships. In a it way, to be friendship, it, it, have 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 conversations. Okay. Yeah, yeah, or connection, connect. some sort of Connections. deeper yeah. connection than, than mm-hmm. a, you know, start with the surface connection and foster some sort of yeah. relationship of some sort. Um, yes. That didn't see, that just seemed like a positive idea. It wasn't activist oriented at all. It wasn't about the mm-hmm. ideology. I guess it no. was based on a certain uh, identity of just being defined as a female. Is that an, far I as don't think it's an an, not an identity though. I mean, you just mm-hmm. are like, you know, uh, and I, it, it also just like, really practical things that just like, you know, if you move to a new city, say you move to Boston and you don't know anyone and you want to be like, just meet some new girlfriends. Oh, well, okay. I'll find some to live with. Mm. And you can just go on. And also it's free. It's free to use. <laughs> like we, even with the freelance stuff, we don't take any money. Our business model is advertising. So we, mm-hmm. if you earn, mm. if you get work or if you find a house or a roommate through Giggle, it's completely for free. I wanted to have everyone to have access to it because I myself have moved to a new city and had very little money and been like, okay, so it's dinner or join this app to find a roommate tonight. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just, I wanted to take all of that side, that stuff out of it. So it just came from a really practical place. Yeah. And now I spend 90% of my time going, okay, well, let's talk about what a female actually is. And <laughs> So the, the, it just it seems rather humorous in a yes. you know in a, in a very wry way laugh. that you didn't yeah. you didn't think about politics at all but now you're thrust into uh, politics because somehow this, the status of being female is political now or you have to defend that it, yeah I don't think that it's political in the sense that um, but, but making laws is so in that respect yes. Like I will defend everything to the ground, but yeah, we when we were creating Giggle and like all through the months of development, we were always saying like, no politics. We're not political. Like there's nothing in Giggle that makes it um, it sides anywhere. It's not about that. Yeah, or like, <laughs> I mean, I, I had someone the other day say to me, um, "You have to ban all." Scientologists and all Trump supporters, otherwise it's not a safe place. And I was like, hmm. well, I can't ban like half of the US population. <laughs> um, also, like I don't ban anyone based on their thinking. If you are a female and you like Trump, come on board. You'll find other people who do. You don't have to speak to anybody who doesn't. It's completely yeah. your choice how you use yeah. the app. I don't yeah. like that mentality of Harm. Like, it, Again, it's that creep. Yeah. Yeah, and like Church of Scientologists, like I mean, I I, I don't know if they're a real big market for us, but um, <laughs> but if you are a Scientologist, yes, you are welcome to come on Giggle. We have a beliefs category where you can connect based mm-hmm. on your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, we even have a gender identity ca- category, and because there are women who live in countries where they want to explore it because they don't fit into sometimes the very strict gender roles yeah and they want to talk about it with other people i don't think that's a bad thing Mm -hmm. i think it's a bad thing if you're teaching six-year-olds that it's science Mm -hmm. but i think if you want to explore it with other people on a conversational level there's a lot there's a lot of healthiness that can come from that Mm -hmm. 
So after this soon update, well, taking not after, <laughs> but along with this uh, kind of new format that breaks mm-hmm. it out of individual connections yes. into a more public uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I would suggest that we probably can't really explain it verbally. You'd, you'd have to actually experience it. Uh, I think the, it's difficult for me to visualize what we're talking about. I would have to yeah, actually experience yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What else is going So with this app, what else is going on with your life? Are you ending up having to uh, kind of write essays about this? Are you, are you uh, tempted have, to try yeah. to like work mm-hmm. these things out in different formats? Yeah. I take a lot of notes, like the writer in me can't help. I take a lot of notes because I'm like, there is an interesting book here, hmm. I think, because of being a female CEO of a strictly female com- company in the oddest time to be female since when. <laughs> like, <laughs> Victorian um, era, like with the bustiers and stuff. Or those, yeah, those I mean, garments were pretty interesting. But at least they, no one was saying they weren't female. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. You know, I actually, one of the funniest conversations I ever had, I very rarely have them, but with the trans rights activists, one did say to me one time, like, you don't even know how bad the trans rights are in Saudi Arabia. And I was like, I've got news for you, honey. Mm. Women don't have rights in Saudi Arabia. That might have something to do with it. Like we, Mm. they just got permission to drive a car, but they still have to ask permission to drive a car. It's not as free as one might even think that is. Um, yeah, I mean, so it's uh, ridiculous. So I, I write down a lot of notes and things and I it sort of, there's a really cool story to tell. But honestly, I mean, most of my days, well, most, most part of my days are just running Giggle. It's a startup. It's not, there's nothing glamorous about it. This is actually the most groomed I've been in such a long time, <laughs> even to do something like this. There have been... St- few podcasts where I have not realized that they were going to upload the video and it's just me laying in bed. (laughs) That's kind of uh, comely, I'm sure. Yeah, one of them, I like completely (laughs) forgot. I completely forgot and I got out of the shower and I just put on a t-shirt, wrapped myself in a towel and sat down in the thing and was like, I whole interview just wearing a towel. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because you're doing a million different jobs. I mean, like, you know, I, I do all of the Giggle Press stuff. I do graphic design i teach myself how to do everything and then we have other people who like have their jobs like they're doing like back-end work and coding work like they're not i'm doing visionaries that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. you like bootstrap and, and make sure it's like you keep costs down every step oh. of the way and speaking of metrics how how is it uh, how's the health of the platform what, what's the growth it's going like? really well the growth is going really well we're up to we've just over just past 10,000 monthly users which is really exciting for us we're in a unique position where we actually can't specifically count downloads because um <laughs> a lot of our downloads are men who don't get on so hmm. our download metrics will always be off compared to what our users are uh, nothing so, against men, but we have a preternatural, uh, chthonic uh, drive to um, p- 
penetrate women's spaces. It, it's it's mm-hmm. something that's it's 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 beneath our consciousness. It's just constantly yeah. informing us, yeah. um, and we can't get away from that. Uh, we can we can control it in more genteel fashions. I will um, also say that I think that I'm getting more dick pics than anyone else in the world. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because that's how because of the selfie to get to on board. What do you think guys do? <laughs> Does the algorithm help you with that? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't at all. And I just so badly want to be like, I want to call your mother. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what he's doing yeah it's, it's ridiculous um that's so that's such a weird first, phenomena it's so bizarre the first time it happened i screamed i was like oh god i didn't even <laughs> yeah but all of that stuff just sort of proves um here comes why the ally. <laughs> it all just proves um hmm. why something like this is needed and even like all of the you know just the the turf stuff and everything it just actually proves it I'm just like, because I was trying to formulate and still sort of am thinking of a thing the other day. I was like, even just say we all went, okay, trans women are women. You still could do something just for cis women. So mm-hmm. uh, just no matter where you get with this argument, you, females can still just have something. Everyone can have something for themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing like racial racial segregation and i just am over all of that argument it's disgusting yeah that's a very very interesting argument that very um denigrates uh, the Stupid. amount of uh, work we've done on our racial it is so offensive to anybody attitudes. who's actually ever lived under apartheid to say that women having the choice to go to a female only space is similar or the mm-hmm. same it's absurd mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just it's, it's it's racist, I think, to say it. So we got your app, a yep. giggle. We have your social media that I'll plug. Is there anything else that you'd like uh, people to know uh, or resources um, that they could uh, go to find out more? Yeah. Uh, well, we've got our website, which is www.joinagiggle.com. Join a giggle. Uh, join a giggle. Yeah, because giggle.com was taken by someone yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. As it, just, as it would I, be. Like, join a yeah. giggle. It just, uh, I yeah. have a. I have a Fallout 4 thing going on in my head. Um, Yeah, but it's where you can find out more information about um, the app where you can download it via there. Um, Otherwise, yeah, it's um, Giggle on the App Store and Google Play. And I'm on Twitter talking about this stuff most of the time because I'm at my computer 90% of the time. So I'm like, <laughs> let's see what's happening. And yeah. Well, I have to say, like, it, it, it just seems to me that you are not flagged by the amount of negative attention that you've received and uh, with regards to this project and other things. Mm. It seems like you're on the up and up and you're not crushed. Yeah, I mean, um, say on Twitter, I'm very careful. Yeah, yeah there's a little bit of self um, censoring that happens. Like someone had said to me recently, they were like, you're just so kind and nice in your responses. And I'm like, Oh, I scream before I write. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not this super composed person all the time. Um, it's called professionalism. Yeah, exactly. Or it's also just being like kind and treating people how I'd like to be treated and speaking to someone how I'd like to be spoken to. Um, try to practice, but, um, yeah. And also just displaying that like, there's no hate in any woman that I've ever spoken to. There's no hate in doing something that's just for females. It's just a necessary thing that we both need and want. 
it's it's all so it's just i try to get that really positive message out there and that you don't have to justify female only spaces through trauma they are just also fun the, the, you and know what? Thank you for saying that. That's a whole other topic. Uh, yeah. Female spaces that are not formed out of trauma. I think that's a very yeah. necessary thing and, and, yeah. and something that completely changes the dynamic of a space if it's... Completely. That's why, like, I mean, if you're going on to giggle because you want to find somebody to play tennis with, yeah, it's just because you want somebody who's probably going to be at a similar skill level to you. I mean... That's it. I think that that's a pretty normal thing to want. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, I spread that around a lot. And, yeah, I just will keep putting pressure on media, especially mm-hmm. women's media, to report on all of this stuff accurately. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that there's two sides. There is Actually, there's only one side of facts, but there's only one side of the story that's being yeah, spoken yeah, about. And yeah, I think that yeah. that's a problem. I wonder how long that's going to hold because it, it, the truth is going to find a way. Of course so. it is. Of course it is. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, it's a house of cards. Yeah. So, yeah, in that respect. I'm not well, worried. I think you... it's just a weird time. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting time, at least, mm. on top of being weird. <laughs> <laughs> It is. Well, thanks for reaching out and joining Thank me. Thank you so much. What's for your sign say? Me. Does it say your name, Sal oh, and Puck? Is that your? Puck. That's, that's my your dog. Other dog. Yeah, I have a dog that still lives in America. He lives in Connecticut. Oh, that's I, weird. Well, because yeah, well, because when I came back here, and I wasn't going to come back for that long. Oh. But then we create a giggle, and then coronavirus happened. So okay. now I'm here still, but I will go back to New York. Um, so he's on a farm in Connecticut, which sounds like he's dead but he's actually yeah. on a farm in Connecticut running around having the time of his life. Now I'm going to have to buy him a pet chicken in Manhattan because he's <laughs> obsessed with them. Um, yeah. He's this little Pomeranian Pekingese. He looks like a little Ewok and he's just like the cutest <laughs> little guy. But I will say he's completely misogynistic. I raised a total misogynist because I had a very what? bohemian approach to raising Puck. Um, I wanted to let him discover his own personality, which isn't nice. It turns out. And oh. he prefers men. So he's living with my best friend and her brother and he treats Sadie like she's his servant. Like, a, he's just, like the B word. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, Sadie, pick up my poo, Darius, let's go play. <laughs> <laughs> he's horrible, but he's so cute while he does it. You're just like, oh, I love you so much. Yeah, when, when are you, when about are you planning to come back whenever you can? Um, yeah, well, it'll and happen Do you think you want to be American? Do you, do you think... I've always had like, such an I've had such an affection for America. A lot of my friends are still there, yeah. um, but I will definitely sort of move between here and there a lot more than I did in the past. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go back eventually. But I, I mean, in, we can't leave. I can't go there. Yeah, yeah. you're in so, the pure land. Yeah, un- uninfected and, until the. Yeah, until the next serum comes out. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, (laughs) next year sometime. Who knows when? I have learned throughout this whole process to not put dates on anything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just, like, dates don't exist anymore. Well, I promise to get this out by the end of the week. So there's a date for you. you. I'm so excited. My mom will be so happy to watch. (laughs) I'm going to end the recording now. What? 
My what? mom watches everything and then critiques me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surrounded by like, yes, parents in any way. Never <laughs> have been. It's always like, mm, I wouldn't have answered it that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of a gift after you go through oh, the totally. process of forgiving them for it. No, totally. I was never surrounded, raised by yes, parents. It was like, even I remember when I was like in kindergarten and I would come home and something, someone would be mean and I'd be like, I feel like this. And my dad would go, I don't know, want to know how you feel. What do you think about it? Use your brain. Mm. And it was actually a disservice for a while because I found, I think I was a bit like, uh, like emotionally, it was just scared for a while. And that's when I fell in love with philosophy because I'd found all of, I discovered there were these people who spent their whole lives arguing in favor of emotion just as much as reason. And that's what drew me to it. And so it was like, okay. So that's why like, I understand sometimes when you see like these, like in the gender thing, like it's like, oh, you know, this is how I feel. I'm like, that's all well and good. But if you don't have reason to back that up, yeah, you've got nothing. I learned it. Like I get it. Don't be a robot. Don't be like some overly ridiculous, emotional, nothing. Zach. Yeah. Find the middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Have one back up the other and then you're all good. I think if everyone was taught to do that, it would be better. But. But. <laughs> yeah. You can't control everybody. Even yeah. with your Victorian government. <laughs> Seriously. Prit. Like. So I think I'm so annoyed that I'm like, okay, I've got to go out there. I can't, and they're mandating prayer. prayer. They're they're policing prayer. The prayer police are going to come into your thoughts and like, it's just they got angels like hovering over a, you, like weird little drones. Things. Like what the fuck? This is a law fuck that you. you cannot, yeah, you can't put this into action. This is absolutely impossible. Nothing will ever come of this. You just, you just did it to make a headline. Or yeah. to do something, it's just stupid. It's just well, you, we have to speak up. the 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 cowardice yeah. in the media cannot be replicated by the cowardice of the citizenship, or else we're going to be left well, with nothing. I'm, I'm dealing at the moment with the Australian newspaper. So uh, the Australians sort of, I mean, it's is it, it's Murdoch owned. I think it's our. I think it's in sort of the. Well, I don't know. What, I, I'm pretty sure it's one of the Murdoch ones. Ninety nine percent sure on that. Um, so, but it is the conservative newspaper in Australia. And so um, I don't know if you follow Bernard Lane on Twitter. He's sort of the journalist in Australia who's writing about all of the stuff, like the trans stuff here, trying to bring it to people. He's worth following. He's great. Bernard? So he's Bernard Lane. Yeah, he's fantastic. Okay. But so he has written an article about Giggle. Oh. Cannot get the page editor to publish it. It and just... I'm, I'm so frustrated by it at the moment because I'm just like, I'm sort of over it because I'm like, well, whatever. I mean, the Australian is mostly read by like conservative middle-aged men, so I'm not getting users out of it. So I don't really care in that respect. But I was like, I wanted you one thing of the Australian media to do something because then I can leverage that with other things. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he said the other day that he's going to a different editor to try. And I'm like... The story is that people don't want women to be autonomous. Like these super ultra liberal Mm -hmm. uh, governments and institutions don't want women out of their control, basically. 100%. 100%. And um, like, no, if I was out selling bikinis, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. They'd put me in the front. Or advocating to free the nipple, even. Yeah. Oh, completely. Like that. Let's write all of the words. But you just were like, hey, do you want to look for a house without getting sexually 
harassed on the internet. Oh god, this is problematic. <laughs> so yeah, there, there shall be no dick-free zone. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> ridiculous but no i mean it's a nice challenge it keeps it all interesting and like you just yeah i just um i'll i'll sort of stay patient with this australian news yeah. article thing and see what happens push it i know um one of my good friends mike nina um hmm. he's uh he's out there and he's told me stories about uh the media out there and the way that yeah. that you have to play a certain narrative game in order to oh, get any sort of traction you have to completely. lean right into the woke thing 100 percent. like the, the fact like so bernard told me the other day he said like these page editors at the australian he's like it's just woke gibberish that they're saying and i'm like yeah but it's the conservative newspaper yeah why are they even working there yeah. Why do they want to work there? Like, it's just, I mean, of course they want it because they want to workify it, but yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I used to think of myself as a woke person until. You got woked. Yeah. I thought I was. And then I was told, not that I ever wanted to be, I never liked that sort of extreme because I, I could see what been seeing what's happening for a while, but I just thought that I was, I just thought I was pretty liberal. No, apparently I'm funded by the alt-right and I'm like, look, I'll take their money. <laughs> like, cool i would love to i've got no alt-right money but if they were offering it i'd take it um, they can't tell me how to spend it but yeah so well cool thank you so much for having me thank this you is awesome Sal. cool well i will talk to you i'll talk to you online okay okay Have cool. good evening or day thank day yep thank you okay. good luck with all your endeavors thank you Congratulations for reaching the end of the discussion. If you enjoyed it, do be sure to leave a review or a comment or a thumbs up or whatever you need to do to show that glorious algorithm that this is some good stuff. And do be sure to go and check that back catalog as it is brimming full of fantastic conversations. Links to provide monetary support are down there in the description as well. Have a good night.